I got distracted. I went to another place. I left this earth. I'm back now. You truly did. Okay. <laughs> it's 2020. It's a pandemic. You're recording a podcast. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know where you thought you were for a second. <laughs> Oof. Um, you don't want to know. All right. <clears throat> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two disc center. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Crushed it that time. You nailed it. Nailed it. Read all the words. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. For the listener... Took a couple takes on that one. I really did. We're just gonna, we're you know, we're just gonna record it, and I'll just slot it in every time from now on. It'll I be great. It. I love it. It'll be great. How's it going? Good. 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 Had a great Christmas. We had a lovely little Christmas, didn't we? Yeah, it was great. It was really good. Yeah, it was. Did some you know, zooms. Did a lot of zooms. You made you made some great food. Thank you. I, I did make some food. It was pretty good, I thought. We, we had lovely times with the kids. I made Yorkshire pudding, you guys, which you is did. like a tradition for my family. Yeah. We always have Yorkshire pudding, pudding on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but my mom usually makes it, but we, we weren't with my mom, so I had to make it. And if you don't know what Yorkshire pudding is, I think it's British. Yeah. Um, And it's like... Uh, it's kind of like bread. So it's it's it's, it's weird. Like, like, so much food is kind of like bread. it's kind of <laughs> like bread. It's weird. so it's it's just flour and salt and eggs and milk and you whisk it up a lot. So there's lots of air bubbles in it, and then you pour it into a hot pan, and then it f- puffs up, um, and then you pour gravy on it and yeah, eat it great. with a bite of whatever you're you're eating, and it's so good. Yeah. Um, just salty, buttery goodness. Um, but it, it's key. You got to get the air in it to get the air bubble. And guys, I put it in and it wasn't puffing up. And I was like, oh no, Christmas is ruined. And then right at the last second, I was like, I'm going to blast this heat in this oven. And those Yorkshire puddings were like, hey, sup girl. <laughs> Christmas is saved. A Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. They were great. This is now the Yorkshire pudding podcast. <laughs> Yorkshire pop. Pudding cast. Pudcast. A pudcast. It's a pudcast. It's a pudcast. Ooh, terrible. <laughs> I do not like the word pudcast. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Not on board. Not on board. Not on board. <laughs> do we have any topics at the top? I got nothing. Yeah, I don't have any topics at the top either. Let's get into it. Let's just get into it, guys. Get into it. Our last Christmas matchup. Last holiday matchup, y'all. Oh, yeah. Holiday matchup. Sorry. It's okay. We're just, no, it's not offensive. We celebrate Christmas, but we just want to be inclusive. We are. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not. Exactly. We're here for you, man. Exactly. A Hanukkah movie, welcome. Welcome. A a New Year's movie, welcome. A Kwanzaa Kwanzaa movie, movie, welcome. welcome. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So we did two movies, guys. We did. We always do. That is what we do. That is what we do. I just like to remind people. No, I'm not. I was not not like (laughs) negging your, your thing. I was just. Uh, yes, I was trying to yes end. I know? love it. It was great. Cool. <laughs> God, this sucks. Between podcast and this, this is like our worst episode so far. Guys, we can come back from this. Just stay with us. Stay oh, with us. God. All right. The movies we did were The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo from 2011 and Sex in the City from 2008. Heck yeah. Yes. Of a, a strange matchup of two films that are tangentially, tangent, tangent. 
ten mm, podcast. Put, podcastingly related <laughs> to Christmas. To Christmas, <laughs> yes. They both have Christmas in them. Yes. So they are Christmas movies. Technically Christmas movies. Uh, let's start with the girl with dragon tattoo, shall yeah, we? Which we saw at Christmas. We like did. It, it was a, that was a that big, was the big Christmas movie. Christmas movie that year. Yeah. Which is like a weird. I think I said this before. It's a weird movie to see with like family at Christmas. Yeah, it really is. Um, not it's not it's not that weird because it's just it's a straight ahead big, well made murder mystery. Right. But it, it does have uncomfortable some scenes. Very insane rape stuff. Yeah. In the center of it. But anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo from 2011, directed by David Fincher. The Finch! Iconic director. M- made one of my favorite movies, many of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time. Zodiac. Zodiac, which yeah. is related. This movie's kind of like, in many ways, well, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah. IMDb summary. Journalist Mikhail Blomqvist is aided in his search for a woman who has been missing for 40 years by Elizabeth Salander... A young computer hacker. Salander? Salander. Salander. Yeah. A young computer hacker. So it's, that's a solid yeah. description. Um, For a very complicated film. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated, but less complicated than I feel like, I mean, just to get into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, less complicated, like, it's a murder mystery. It's yeah. just a... It's a locked room mystery, mm-hmm. and he's a journalist, and she's a hacker, and they team up to solve a mystery yeah. of a missing girl, yeah. and that is the entire movie. But it there's so much going on within the mystery, and then also with their two parallel plot lines. Yeah, I was going to say, it does a really good job of, of creating, this sounds very dumb, but of creating these two characters, you feel like you know them yeah. really, really well, which I think is amazing. And it's Daniel Craig yes. plays Blomqvist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooney Mara is Sal- Salander. Salander, Lisbeth. Lisbeth, mm-hmm. Salander. And she is the titular mm-hmm. girl with the dragon tattoo. Right. And this is based <laughs> on this in- this huge novel. That was did like you a- read the novel? I did. Oh, I didn't yeah. read it. And I remember really liking the novel because it's just a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a mystery. Like it's just a mystery novel. Sorry, yeah. I just keep saying that, but like I feel like mystery. I feel like every time he says mystery, you have to drink. <laughs> this is a drinking game podcast. <laughs> I I feel like that doesn't get like uh, um, talked about enough. How these mov- this movie especially mm-hmm. is just. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. A mystery. Yeah. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a classic Agatha Christie. Yeah. Like, well, like, and, and it's also, you kind of forget it, that it is. Right. But that's the part, that part is so good. The, mm-hmm. the, it, they, so, Daniel Craig, so it takes place in Sweden. Yes. It's, it's transposed, they're all, I mean, they're all speaking English with American yes. accents. I mean, or. Not American accents at all. Okay. They're all, yeah, you're right. They're all speaking <laughs> English. It's confusing. It is confusing, but they're all they're all doing accents. But I think like like okay, so Daniel Craig is the journalist, Mikael, and he is just doing British accent. Like he's just doing his voice. His voice. Yes. Um, Rooney Mara is definitely trying to do a Swedish accent. I don't know the Swedish accent very well, so I don't know how accurate what she's doing is. Right. But uh, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, And then you've got Robin Wright. You're right. She's just Robin Wright now, yes, right? Yes, she is. And she's American. Yeah. And she's doing a British accent. Right. 
it's possible that the two of them are the Daniel Craig and Robin Wright's characters are supposed to be British transports to Sweden. I don't know that they have Mikhail that. Blomqvist. That's I true. Think, I think. Okay, I maybe mean, she's trying to do a Swedish accent too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're all doing accents that are not American accents. Right. Who knows if they're good? <laughs> right. They're just doing. They're just doing the that that Game of Thrones thing where it's like, mm. oh, this is like a foreign land. Let's all. Half of us are going to speak it with British accents. Half of us are going to try Swedish accents. Yeah, like it's in, it's a it's a mishmash. Anyway, none of that is important. <laughs> You're not really thinking about it during the movie. I don't think. I no, think. I was just going to say. Yeah. The thing that's great is that I didn't even think about that until just now. Right. So clearly, well done, we everyone. Have done such a poor job speaking about it. <laughs> so I clearly also was not really thinking about it. Um, but so it takes place in Sweden. He's a journalist. There's a backstory with him where he's kind of disgraced, um, and he gets called by this old man who lives on an estate, like in played, the, by, played by Christopher, Christopher Plummer, Plummer, who great. I love, I love him so so yeah, much, wonderful, and I I so hope that he's not a bad man. But just, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, one of those yeah. things where it's like it's going to come out that he's terrible or something and I'm going to be so sad. No. But, um, but, you know, all the way back to Sound of Music, man. Yeah. Von Trapp, baby. Yeah. Um, he's a handsome, still handsome a man. Uh, still a zaddy. Um, but Did he I, die? He might be dead. No, he's not dead. No, he was in Knives Out. Oh, that's right. Which I made a note of because I was like, not much change from Girl with a Dragon Tattoo to Knives Out. Yeah. Like. Cognitively and and uh, looks wise yeah. for Christopher Plummer, like well done. Because like for example, we just watched Tenet, which has Michael Caine in it, and it was yeah. like he popped up on the screen. I was like, oh no! It was what you know, one of those things where you're like, oh he's he's getting up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I love you, Michael Caine. Please stay with down us. Down yeah, and like and have... holding a glass. Yeah, so it's like, oof. Uh, but yeah, Christopher anyway. Plummer, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> People get old. <laughs> it happens to everybody. Um, um, uh, if you're lucky, yeah, yes. <laughs> it happens to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so what like I was saying, Christopher Plummer calls him to his estate and enlists him in solving a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And the entire first half of the movie, you're also following Elizabeth Salander's story where she's a ward of the state and she's kind of this super computer hacker who's also gets sexually assaulted by the the person who, who's, in, who's, like, in charge of her case. Yeah. And then she takes revenge. Like, it's, like, a whole thing, whatever. Yes. But you're like, what does this have to do with the murder mystery mm-hmm. that's going on upstate? <laughs> upstate? Upstate Sweden? Upstate Sweden. <laughs> sure. Thing. I mean, they get on a train. Yeah, exactly. it felt like they were going to upstate Sweden. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I don't know. Um, and then eventually... Uh, Daniel Craig hires Rooney Mara as his assistant, and they solve the case together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like old school meets new school type of thing. Right. And Rooney Mara is incredible in the movie. Yeah. She's really great. She is. I I like her a lot. I mean, she's in one of our favorite movies, which is Side Effects. Yes. Which is an incredible movie that we reference all the time in our house whenever Liza's holding a knife. <laughs> because there's a scene Save in- it for the Side Effects pod. Okay. It'll come up. Okay. We'll leave you with that for now. Um, anyway, um, yes. so Rooney Mara is incredible. And the reason she's incredible is because I remember this from the novel. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't, like, th- this role has such the potential to feel like an old man's version of what. A, a teen. Like a punk, 
like hacker is. Yeah. And at times it kind of feels like that, especially in the beginning. You're like, what? I guess she's not a teen. She's like in her twenties. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. I mean, teen is. You're right. Um, but then, uh, but she Rooney Mara and the the directing and the writing and everything like just imbues the character. You you forget about that stuff, and she becomes a really complex person that you like a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that they really like dodged a bullet there. Yeah, they got lucky in casting her. Right. I think. Right. She's for sure. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was a very coveted role, and like a million oh, yeah, people yeah. auditioned for it, and like. Um. Yeah. So, uh, is that Stellan? Skarsgård is also in it. He's also in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, we're gonna spoil the mystery. Of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. So yeah. I'll probably yeah, put a little, a, thing. a little boop boop here. Oh, hi. Listen, don't spoil Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Go on and skip ahead about eight minutes to the 20 minute mark. Okay, bye. Well, like cards on the table. Oh, yeah. Really like it. Yeah, for so sure. It, it's a great movie. So yeah. like check it out. Check it out. Um. Okay. So, spoilers for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo right. are happening right now. Stellan Skarsgård is in it. And um, basically, the mystery is, so Christopher Plummer has Daniel Craig come up. It's this long family mystery. When they were young in the 60s, 70s? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere around there. It's this huge family that lives on an island. Right. And they all live on this, like, estate. There's a big house, several other houses, and they all live there. And some of them are Nazis, and it's this whole thing. Um, And back in the 60s, 70s, whenever it was, one of the girls disappeared. So it's Christopher Plummer's niece, right? Christopher Plummer's brother's granddaughter, actually. Yeah. It's very complicated, the... The family um, tree. The family tree and the number of relationships. And they do such a, you know... David Fincher and Steve Zalian, who wrote the screenplay and stuff, they do such a good job of condensing it and, like, taking out the parts that don't matter Mm -hmm. and visualizing it with, like, boards in Mikhail's office and stuff that it doesn't become a problem. Like, there's there's a point... Although I didn't know who she was, so... (laughs) But does it matter? No, it doesn't super matter. It doesn't matter. Like, he's the patriarch of this family, kind of, in a... a, At this point, anyway. Right, exactly, exactly. And, um... There's a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of Nazis and she's gone. She disappears. She disappears. Um, they think she's murdered, but there's this whole aspect of it where they're on an island. There's one bridge that goes on right. and off the island and no one saw her leave. And it's this whole thing, right? I fucking love an island mystery. Yeah, I gotta it's great. Say, like Shutter Island is great. Mm-hmm. I just read, and then there were none, which is Agatha Christie's like, you know, island mystery. Yeah. Love an island mystery. Love an island mystery. Island mysteries, TM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically the spoiler that I'm trying to get to is that it turns out that Stellan Skarsgård is the is a murderer. Almost unrelated. Almost unrelated. Not really unrelated, but, but um so so he turns out to be the murderer, right. is my point. And the thing that I think is so funny, and I wrote down, I was like, these Scars guards, man. It's not even like they inherently look evil. Yeah. Because you've got Stellan, you've got... Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard. He's not related. No, no, not Peter Sarsgaard. Alexander um, Sarsgaard. Yes. Right. P- yeah, Peter Skarsgård. And Alex... Sarsgaard, right? Am I, I wrong? I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm... Who can... Doesn't matter. Peter's not related. 
Yeah, that's Alexander Skarsgård. That's Alexander. Skarsgård? Okay. Sarsgård? That's Stellan Sarsgård's whatever it is. Son, right? <laughs> I was like, Stellan Sarsgård's what? <laughs> His son, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And then there's the brother who was it. Who's, who's Pennywise. Yeah, yes. right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they all play evil people <laughs> is the point. They're Sarsgaard, Skarsgaard, whatever their last name yeah, is. Skarsgaard, Skarsgaard. They're, they're, they're evil people. They play all the evil they're people. they evil people. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, and I'm going to have to cut all of this out. No, don't Hold on. That. It's funny. No, I, <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to look up what it is. Pause for looking up. Pause for looking up. Jesus Christ. Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård, S-K. Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård is the baddie in this movie. You've got Alexander and... Skarsgård. Yes, Skarsgård. And... The other Skarsgård. Who plays Pennywise. Who plays Pennywise. They all are... Pennywise guard. (laughs) (laughs) The point is... I get the These scars guards are very good at playing evil people, which is weird because it's not like they look evil. No, they're just good actors. They're just good actors, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. But the whole the whole point of me pointing out this spoiler was that I'm pretty sure that when we saw it yeah. in the theater, he popped because obviously for most of the movie you don't realize that he's a baddie. Right. He pops up and I was like, "Oh, it's him." And right. based on absolutely nothing other than he's a scars guard. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, and that, so, you know, just to get all the spoilery stuff out yes. now so that you can cut to it easily. Yeah, yeah. Is that scene in the end at his house where uh, Daniel Craig sneaks in mm-hmm. and they've done such a good job of establishing, like, the sound design of that scene. Yes. Because they've done such a good job of, of establishing this weird thing that I that is terrifying, that's like subtly terrifying. Where whenever a door opens, the out door to the outside, because there's such wind. Yeah, it's like the house is up on a cliff. Right. So whenever a door, whenever the outside door opens, there's definitely a scream built into the sound effect mm-hmm. of that door opening. Yeah. That like because so when Daniel Craig is first there the first time. He hears something, and Stellan Skarsgård excuses himself to close the door. Oh, someone's left a door open. Right. But what he heard was actually one of the victims. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's established later. Mm -hmm. And there's just this... So then later, when he sneaks into the house, and he's snooping around, the sound design of that with the quiet and the wind and the subtle, like, um, oh, there's one window slightly open in this room and so the wind is howling like it's just very terrifying yeah even just the like well done the 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 vacuum sound of opening the door that like thing you know what i mean it's like the vacuum sound coupled with a scream coupled Mm -hmm. with like a click Mm -hmm. like i'm just thinking i'm just thinking of the sound designer building these sounds yeah and it's like seems fun very cool yeah yeah it's it's so well done and that entire scene of 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 because in in parallel, you're flipping back and forth between Daniel Craig snooping around his house and uh, Lisbeth in the library. They're right. basically they've discovered the same thing at the same time that has led them to oh, Stellan is the bad guy. Right. Um, and nothing happens to Lisbeth in the library, but there's definitely someone watching her. The guard is supposed to be watching her and alerting Stellan when she leaves. Um, but 
that the whole feeling of both of those parallel scenes is so Fincher. Like yeah. it's like the scene in Zodiac when he goes down in Robert Downey Jr.'s house. Right? No, yeah, it's not. It's not Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s it's house. Not? It's um, it's this other guy who is like an old uh, guy with like mo- old movie posters or something. Yeah. Like that. Anyway, Jake he, Gyllenhaal goes to the basement. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it's going to bring up. That's a great point. Yeah, it's like the same, not the same scene, but it's it creates the same mood. It's the same feeling, and it's so well done. No, of just like nothing. I mean, in this one, something terrifying happens at the end of it, obviously, but like. For the most part, nothing actually terrifying is happening, exactly, but you exactly. are terrified. <laughs> right. No, that's exactly it. I mean, in this movie, in so many ways, what I was trying to say earlier is that it's like an anti-Zodiac. In mm. that Zodiac is all about how you're never going to know the answer to this. Right. But you're going to be obsessed with it forever. Mm-hmm. And this is like just a tight murder mystery. Yeah. Like, it's just a very tight, like, well-plotted Mystery. I that, said get, it again. that gets solved. Right, that gets solved yeah. with an answer. Yeah, yeah. And with like, like it, you know, and I think, it, but but that Fincher style applied to both in the same way. It's like very effective. And yeah. I think that, I mean, I love, I really love his style. I think like, he's very, I think he's really funny. I think there's like mm-hmm. comedy in, in, especially in Zodiac, but also in, in like, um, uh, you know, there's funny stuff in the game and in Seven and mm-hmm. in like a but you know like a bunch of his Fight Club obviously has a lot of stuff like that. But I think that like this move, like there's a, there's a thing that he does, especially with his editor, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where no scene is like any longer than it needs to be yeah. by even a frame. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's crazy in a two and a half hour movie. Right. Because, I mean, I would say the movie is a little longer than it needs to be, but the scenes themselves are compact. Are like, like you're getting out like the second a word is is over. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In a really like, I don't know. It's just like. But it doesn't feel jarring. Right, it's not it pr- like you feel like propels. you're missing things. Yeah. It's exactly it's and really is, well done. And I think Fincher's style, because I also just watched Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And Fincher, and that's another just like tightly plotted mystery, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that Fincher's style, for some reason, is like when he's doing a huge bestseller, tightly plotted mystery. Yeah. Is like, oh, this is the perfect marriage mm-hmm. of style and content yeah. for me. Yeah, going off of the, of the sound again, something I noticed about halfway through is that it's fully bing bong music. Yeah. But it's like creepy good bing bong music, but it is fully like bing bong bing bong music. Well, the score is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross who like they did Social Network. Oh, this, yep. And Gone Girl. Like, yeah. And that's like, and then, and then now they've, now they're like the biggest thing ever. They did Watchmen and Mank and like, yeah. I, they've did, they, they, do all these huge movies, but like I remember, you know, social, you know me and like you the love, social networks love that for, shit. yeah. And so, social network, this and Gone Girl, it's just like a playlist for me, and I just turn it on mm-hmm. whenever I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, there's a, there's a, it might be in this or it might be in Gone Girl, but there's one that's called background music. There's just a track called background <laughs> music, and that's like, it's just, I mean, you're fully right. It's just yeah. bing bong, like. Whatever, but it's it's ambient. Is yeah, what, is what really, we mean, I guess. It's but, really well done. But it's so well done and yeah. so good, and like the I love the score to this movie so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did write uh, about Daniel Craig creeping through the house. Why are we snooping without an escape plan or cover story? You dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We haven't talked about Daniel Craig. He's yeah, so good. he's so good. He's really good. I so, I like love him. Yes, it's so it's he's so good, and I love um, seeing him in this uh, and you know in contrast to like Bond. Yeah, I yeah I wrote that. You know the same exact thing. where it's like he's still suave and cool in this. Like we're not denying that he's a very pretty pretty yeah. man, but he's also like. Not like bumbling is the wrong kind of word, but yeah, kind of like it's just he's he's doing a really good job yeah. in, in this. I I love it, and he's so good. Yeah, I love seeing him in. I mean, I lo- I, I think he's I think he's a perfect Bond. Like I do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but also those movies are so kind of suffocating. Pro- I mean, and he you know he also like has given interviews where he's like I fucking hate this. Yeah, and then I'll be in the next three of them. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Um, but Heineken, though. Right. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Heineken money. Um, but I love seeing him in stuff mm-hmm. that's not Bond. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you know how much I love Logan Lucky also. Yes. I just keep talking about Soderbergh movies that I love. I know. <laughs> um, but, like, he's so good and funny and weird in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, he's such a good actor. That's all. Like, yeah. he's great. And he's, he's really great, great in this. And it's, like, I this role could be, the, you know, it's, like, this role could be anybody. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it could be nothing. Right, it could be nothing. And I think he makes it something. Yes, exactly. Without without Im- without being imposing. Yep. Am I saying anything right now? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Definitely knows? not. Who knows? Daniel Radcliffe, good. Good. Um, uh, <laughs> also, this is a really good journalism movie. You know I love a journalism you movie. You love a journal... Jur- like, people in the Hall of Records pulling out maps... Cross-referencing with spreadsheets. Oh, my God. It's your jam. Oh, my God. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, Oh, something we didn't talk about. The opening credit scene is fucking wild. And I don't, I still don't know what's going on. It's very cool looking. It's this weird, like, ink dissolving pictures that reference what happens in the film. So it's like the ink from yeah. uh, a dragon tattoo, if if you will. Um, I definitely didn't pick up on that. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Um, Seen the movie like five times. And it's this, and it's the, um, what's the song? Ah! Yeah, yeah, That yeah. song. What's it called? And the oh, license snow. No. <laughs> doing it. It's a, I think it's a Led Zeppelin. Oh. It's, it's Led Zeppelin, whatever that song is. I only think of a uh, Jack Black. Yeah, immigrant song, immigrant song, immigrant song. Thank you. Um, so it's like it's just really intense. Yeah, and I, and I guess it does like set the mood. I don't know. It's this weird thing where it feels, it feels like a lot. It feels to me like <laughs> the opening of an HBO show or something like yes. a prestige TV show mm-hmm. which is interesting because this was obviously supposed to start a franchise yeah and it didn't and I don't know if it didn't because it, the movie didn't do well I think right. it didn't do as well as they wanted it to but or they something. made a second one didn't they they made the girl on fire or whatever it's called well no one from this one made that right like, like they like the studio maybe eventually made that right but there's a trilogy and that one with Claire Foy doesn't have Daniel Craig in it and it doesn't and it's like also not based on the original trilogy of books. Oh, geez. like it's based on a on a, another like it's it's Elizabeth Salander. Yeah, and I think the Daniel Craig character is in it, 
But, but I don't know. Anyway, anyway I haven't seen it. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But anyway, so, like, this was clearly supposed to start, like, the Rooney Mara, Daniel Craig trilogy of these. Mm. And for some reason it didn't. But I that opening. Who knows? But, but yeah, the opening is, like, it's insane. And I and yeah. it feel and I wrote, also wrote, it feels like end credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Well, they're so rare that you sit through a five-minute uh, yeah. credit sequence anymore. Yeah, that's not just, like. Setting up the first scene. I mean, we we had to explain to our daughter one time when we watched a movie. Oh, yeah. Where she was like, wait, what's going on? And we were like, oh, some movies have, like, credits at the beginning. Yeah, I think she said, is this the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is. it does feel unusual. Uh, we have not talked about the rape stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it is rough. I believe my only note is, fuck this rape scene. Great. It's like, a lot. It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Everyone in it is really good. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to watch. Yeah, exactly. It's like really. And very difficult to think about. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So it's like one of those things where I'm just like, well done. Yeah, well yeah, done. Because yeah. it's. It's awful. <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah. All right. We don't need to talk about it. Um, and and there's also this weird thing that happens where, um, so there's a revenge scene that happens after right. the rape scene. Right. Um, and boy, oh boy, is it a revenge scene. It's like, right. it's like everything that, that a very angry person would want to right. enact on their rapist. It's like the perfect revenge scene, right? Yeah. But it's also really difficult for me to watch that yeah, scene, right. not because I have any like sympathy for this character, no. the rapist, but it's just, again, so well done. There's a lot of pain and screaming and, and terror. And it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. rough. And, and so I absolutely applaud everyone involved because wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the thing that the thing that just real quick I'll say how I feel about it. You can cut it out if you want. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that I think like for as much content as we watch about like violence towards women and dead women and oh this body that washed up and it's a sex worker or what, you know what I mean? Whatever it mm-hmm. is for as much like stuff that we watch. And this movie is definitely ha- part of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't know if it works, but it's like, at least this one is trying to actually make you sit with it a little bit and make it a little less fun. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> sugarcoat anything about it. Right. And so, and it doesn't explain anything away. Like I feel like you have some mm-hmm. that you're 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 bound to see a, some stuff where it's like, well, the rapist had a really rough childhood. It's like, well, right, fuck that. Yeah, no. he's just a demon. Kind yeah, of. no. And I would yeah. never say to that anyone. I think people should know going in. I I kind of think the movie should have a trigger warning. Oh, it definitely should have a trigger warning. If only to like, just. Like that's not you know you're signing up for something when mm-hmm. you sit down for this movie and I like this movie a lot yeah but it's like 
you know, people should, someone should know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I, and it I, is, it is brutal and it is, it is, I mean, it's not just a mystery. <laughs> There's other stuff that happens there that's like really rough. Yeah. I, okay. I would never, like in my head and mm-hmm. I'm not a woman and I've never been sexually assaulted. So like, that's a privilege that I'm coming in with. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my head, it's like, oh, I think it's valuable that this movie like does kind of make you feel uncomfortable in that way. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely also never say to anyone like who didn't feel like watching a brutal rape scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you got to check it out though. Like it's a good movie though. <laughs> it's like, like Daniel Craig's really good in it though. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I mean some people should not watch this movie and yeah. or, or like might not want to. And that's like 100% okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and frankly, you know, you because you brought it up when it was when we picked it last week. You brought it up. You were like, you know, the rape scene, and I and I had forgot. I I had clearly blocked it out because mm-hmm. I had fully forgotten about it. Um, and we're watching the film, and I'm like, why have I not watched this more? I yeah. like it's a Fincher film. I love that. Like I, the, this is the kind of thing that I should have watched a bunch of times, right? And I haven't. It's a lot of and, fun. Right. And it's not right. That. Yeah. And and then we got to to the rape scene. And I was like, oh yeah. Um so you know what I mean? So it, it is it is that kind of brutal. Right. Um and again, so well done. Uh and does Rudy Mara have an Oscar? Because like no. she should. Yeah, she doesn't. Um, I don't know if she got nominated for this. Oh my god, that's criminal. Anyway, we can stop talking about the rape scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um yeah, I hate to end on the rape scene. Well, but <laughs> the movie ends with some Christmas. It does end with some Christmas. I, that was another note I had. I was like, so much happens after the mystery is solved. I know. I do, we still I have like too. 40 minutes after, after the mystery is solved. After the main mystery, there's still like a half. A, yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. what you said. Sorry. Um, no, it's insane. It's <laughs> insane. And that's, it's like, I mean, Again, it you, just points, sorry, sorry, it just points more to, like, clearly they were setting this up to be an yeah. entire franchise. Well, it ends on a cliff, on a kind of a cliffhanger, not yeah. really like, a, like an emotional cliffhanger, I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, completely unsatisfying ending yeah. emotionally, like the mystery is solved. Yes. Mystery, mystery, mystery. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. But, um, Y'all are wasted. But, yeah, I mean, they were, yeah, exactly, they were setting this up to be, I'm just repeating what you said, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make it clear. Um, but yeah, again, all in all, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, solid film. Is it available anywhere? You can stream it if you have direct TV. Otherwise, really? you just have to buy it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's or if surprising. you have stars, I guess you can use their app to do mm-hmm. it. Great. We didn't really. So, our DVD of this, oh, yeah. Pretty Bare Bones, has a David Fincher commentary on it. Mm-hmm. Um, is the disc is made to look like a CDR? Yeah, I guess because it's like oh, like a she burned, burns discs yeah. and stuff in the movie. But like she never, you no, never, she doesn't. she doesn't do that. So no. that's a weird, yeah, weird thing. Yeah, but yeah, the disc looks like a burned like DVDR. Right, it's very weird. Exactly. What's the connection? All right, what's the connection between the girl with the dragon tattoo and Sex in the City, mm-hmm. the movie from two thousand eight? The connection is yes. Stellan Skarsgård uh-huh. and Chris Noth uh-huh. appeared in 
2001's The Glass House. Do you remember this movie? No. It stars Lily Sobieski. Oh my god. A name I have not thought about in a very long time, but now something's coming back to me. We saw this movie in the theater. Do you know when? No. Immediately after 9-11, when I took the bus to Penn State that weekend. What? <laughs> we saw the glass house in the theater. What the hell? Yeah, I remember it very well. What is this movie? She is like orphaned or something, and she goes to live with a new family in a glass house, and they are evil, I think, is like the thing. I got nothing, It's man. like, I remember it not being good, but also it was like, well, let's go to the movies, because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Jesus. So, yeah. That's weird. So that's a very, that's like a... It was, the glass house is very like in my brain as like oh yeah nine eleven weird anyway weird. all right movie number two sex in the city from two thousand eight directed by Michael Patrick King our IMDb summary is a New York City writer on sex and love is finally getting married to her Mister Big but her three best girlfriends must console her after one of them inadvertently leaves Mister Big to jilt her they love that word jilt they say it so many times. Yeah. In the film. <laughs> yeah, not to, like, jump into the deep end, but this summary gives way too much, like, airtime to the whole thing about Miranda leading Big to jilt Carrie. Yeah. Which is, like, not no. a thing. Not a yeah. thing. He's a big boy. Yeah. It's in his name. <laughs> he can make his own decisions. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird... It's also a weird summary because... We're going, a New York City writer on sex and love. So, okay, we're assuming that you haven't watched the television show that ran for a right. bajillion seasons. Right. Okay, fine. But then, is finally getting married to her Mr. Big, which is a reference you would only understand if you watched the show. That's not so an it's expression, a real, yeah. No, so it's like a real mixed yeah. mixed metaphor, mixed... Uh, all right, so summary? Sex and the City. Sex and the City. I had not watched, I have not watched the show. No. I definitely glean like saw a lot of the show by osmosis, like mm-hmm. you watching it or just like being in the culture. Yes. In the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But I, I fully have that deluxe box set of the entire series. We do. It's like pink velvet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was yeah, exactly. Um so this is the first f- any sex in the city content that I've sat down and watched from beginning to end. Yep. That's all. I love it. Okay, <laughs> so let's do let's pop it off real quick. Pop it off. Um, we've got a, a don't an anti stealing anti piracy stealing ad. Piracy ad. It's like really long, it and it's like this weird like clips from an old movie. Yeah, thing. It's, it's a weird one. It, it's clips from Casablanca. Oh, is it Casablanca? In, I've never seen Casablanca. Well, we'll get there. Do we own it? Yeah, we do. Oh wow! All right, well, film school, baby. Great. Um, <laughs> it's really long, it's really stupid, and it's like, it's like a scene from the movie, and then like, this dumb bitch is stealing movies. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, what? It just doesn't make sense, it's bad. <laughs> it's very dumb. We've got a bunch of previews, um, that are very of the time. We've got Get Smart. Yeah. We've got this, you guys, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys. This was weird. This preview started, it was, what, 20 seconds in? Yeah. And Not all, even. all Not we even. got was Richard Gere and like 
a scrolling through scenery shot. And I was like, is this Knights and Rodanthe? I have never seen Knights and Rodanthe. <laughs> I have no idea why I immediately knew that it was Knights and Rodanthe. Yeah. What's a Rodanthe? I like, no I ju- like I said it and I was like, why is that occupying brain space? Yeah. They didn't even show <laughs> Diane Lane. And no. Like, oh, Knights and Rodanthe. Oh, but Viola Davis is in that movie? Apparently. Wonderful. Um, he's just not that into you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You've also got a Blu-ray ad and an anti-smoking ad. Right. What deal did they strike in the, mid, in the early 2000s where, like, mid-2000s where it was, like, there were anti-tobacco ads on every DVD? I that know. was That's really, it's come up more than once. It's I know. Very it's a strange. weird one. Um, anyway. Yeah. Also, this one is two discs. Two discs. Yeah. Big deluxe set. Yeah. Um, okay. So right off the bat. Right off the bat. I think, okay, cards on the table. I fucking love this movie. And I don't even feel that strongly about Sex and the City, the series anymore. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm sure it's ridiculously outdated. Despite the fact that I do own the series and have watched it through. I'm going to say I've watched the entire series through maybe twice, Mm -hmm. which like. Given Pretty that, good for given, all right? But given that I've watched like all of Grey's Anatomy like eight times, <laughs> doesn't say much. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I and 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 I I enjoyed the series. It was never like a huge thing for me, but I liked it enough to buy the set of it. So yeah, there's right. that. You right. know what I mean? But I love this film, and I think it's because it is the perfect. Series has ended, and we're going to do one last hurrah with a movie. Yeah. It is perfection. Um, And then they fucked it up by doing a second one. But (laughs) this one is, it's, it doesn't feel like a, uh, it doesn't feel like five episodes strung together. It feels like a movie. Yeah. But it also feels so true to what the show was. Mm -hmm. It does this beautiful thing where... The first, I don't know, five to ten minutes of the film is literally previously on Sex and the City. Yep. So if you haven't watched the series, you know exactly what's going on. Right. Who these people are, where they're in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it gives you, I mean, we're going to spoil the Sex and the City movie. I'm not sure. going to put a skip ahead. So just That's fine. there you go. Um, but uh, it gives you the perfect... Like every the series ended and she didn't marry anyone. Right. And she marries him at the end of this, but you think you're getting your fairy tale ending and then it's not, and then it's right. this whole it's it is Chef's Kiss beautiful. It is everything you want. Um and it starts with the opening music that likes that descending saxophone. And then it switches into a Fergie song that's brilliant. <laughs> it's the so 2008. Yeah. You're so 2008. <laughs> right, exactly. It's wow. just perfect. It all comes together. It really does. On, it's wow. just perfect. Um, and like I said, we're doing a full on previously on Sex in the City, introducing the four characters, introducing that she does a voiceover the entire film. Um, and you are immediately, you are... <laughs> 
And the whole thing with Sex and the City is not like, the city was another character. I fucking hate that so much. But it is true. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to see New York. They do a wonderful job in this yeah. film of of showcasing New York City. You've got all the classics. You've got the parks. You've got the bridges. You've got the shops. You've got the restaurants. Like, it's just wonderful. The fashion is incredible. It's just... I was going to ask you about that because it's so... that Like... This isn't, uh, this isn't, you know, the, the set pieces in this movie are fashion shows. Yeah. You know, whether it's the girls trying on outfits or them literally going to fashion week or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that has the potential to really date something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like an action scene that's like, oh, this is great or whatever. It's like, oh no, we're showing you actual fashion from the time. Yeah. So does that. Does, I, well, I don't, it didn't date it for me, but I don't know anything about fashion. So. Well, and here's the thing is that I know a little bit about fashion. Right. So it, I'm sure if you were more on point with fashion, it would date it a little bit more. But the 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 fact that these four women are are doing not hawk tour, but but some level some level closer to like hawk tour runway stuff as opposed to like Old Navy. Um Makes it so that it translates. Okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's literally perfection, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, as a... <laughs> circling back, it's perfect. <laughs> um, no, and you've got a bunch of, like, New York actor cameos of mm-hmm. of both people who are, at the time, were established New York actors. And a handful of people who were not established, but are people that I know, like Lena Hall and Annalie Ashford. Yeah, right. Um, and it's just, like, fun. Because, like... You know, it's that thing where it takes place in New York, shot in New York. Love it. Love it. Um, New York, the fifth Sex in the City girl. Yeah. Um, it was also really fun to watch it because I was immediately uh, transported back to our first apartment in Hoboken right. when I was like, when I bought the box set, you know, like when the movie was happening and I was watching it yeah, and I was, 2008. yeah. And I was listening to the soundtrack walking around Hoboken and going into the city. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that Jennifer Hudson song that plays at the end. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love, love that, that song. song. <laughs> I knew that song before watching it because I know you love it so much. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's so, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> what did you think of it? I liked it. I didn't, I, I so it's like, <laughs> I, I did like it. He fully laughed at something. Yeah. I, you know what I laughed at? I laughed when she said, uh, I need something to help me get out of this Mexicoma. <laughs> and Samantha goes, oh, look at you. You made a little joke. <laughs> That was very funny. Yeah. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. It, it does. So it does have that tone mm-hmm. of like, it's sh- like, there's a lot of scenes that are like shot and acted like a comedy, but without jokes in it mm. because I'm just so used to jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, but then there's a lot of jokes in it too. It's just like not, I'm not, I'm not putting it down that way. I'm just saying like, there's a, there's a style of thing that's just like light and fun mm-hmm. without having hard like 30 rock style satirical jokes in it not yeah, satirical like but punch like absurd punchlines yeah. um and it takes i think it takes me a minute to kind of get acclimated to that style mm-hmm. but like i had a good time it 
I knew what was going on. I mean, you, yeah. uh, you know, I know who the Sex and the City girls are at right. this point. I'm not like, uh, you know. And I, there was stuff I really liked. And like, you know, there's stuff I didn't, I didn't care about Samantha's thing with her neighbor or anything. Yeah. But I was pretty invested in Steve and Miranda. And like when, spoiler alert, when Big doesn't get out of the car to go to the wedding and he like, he stands her up at the altar and then tries to change his mind and then they're fighting in the street. Oh my God. I was like fully invested. I was hollering at the screen. Yeah. Like I was like, no, like, no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, because then he was like, he was like, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? What am I doing? And I was like, no, you just did it, dude. Like, no. And you know, I have opinions about whether or not he deserved to end up, up, end up with her. (laughs) And like, you know, I was like fully into it. I think. Yeah. I mean, it is like so long. We have it's the long. we have the extended edition. We do. So it's two and a half hours, and it, yeah, it's. I'm not gonna like. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours because it moves along at a really it good moves pace. Along. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours, but there was definitely like a point in the middle where I was like. It felt like I was binging a season of a show where you're yeah. like, I don't know where I am. Yeah. I don't know how much more of this there is. Yeah. This is not like she, they're in, they're in Mexico, then they're not. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, fully agree. Fully agree. And, but I do think much like the Fincher stuff, there weren't scenes, the individual scenes yeah. themselves were pretty tight. I thought. Yeah. These are like two. Over two-hour movies that we're talking about, yeah. both of which I think, like, move along really well in yeah. a way where you're like, okay, yeah, could it be shorter? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, like, a few things I would cut from both of them. Sure. But, like, they're fun and they're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, both, um, you know, the Fincher thing is, like, this weird model of efficiency of, like, moving on. Mm-hmm. But you could remove a lot of the back, the, like stuff that you know and this one is like just taking its time with like not the scenes but the plot lines the kind story of, yeah in a way that is not i mean it didn't i was like yeah if you like this then this is fun <laughs> this is nice yeah um, um a second sarah jessica parker holiday film yeah i liked her a lot in this i she's really did so good i really, did. I really so liked good. her she's and like I, I think i we've talked about this before sorry to, mm-hmm. to, but like I think when Sex and the City was on, I was definitely on the board on board with like this is stupid and it's toxic and like yeah. it's consumerist and it's just like teaching people to just like buy expensive things and like who she's a writer and she has this apartment like just like getting hung up on that shit and like I you know I don't think that's invalid that stuff no. like it's like there's stuff in this movie that we both like we're like oh boy it's <laughs> not okay yeah um and you know not to be like everything's problematic but just like <laughs> but just like not fun to watch I mean yeah um and but you know I did but like I I think a theme of this podcast so far is that like I have hopefully chilled out a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> with like <laughs> caring so much or being like whatever that was fun you know what I mean and I had, yeah. a, I had a good time I so a couple things that I like love 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 about this film what and one obviously you know the entire sex in the city it's a, it's a sex positive show mm-hmm. it's a sex positive world which thumbs up you've yeah. got the character of Samantha who's just like insatiable super high sex drive 
and does it all. And then you've got kind of the, you know, like virginal Charlotte and everything in between. And it's just, it's, it's was so nice to be reminded of that, of how like sex positive this show was. Yeah. Especially for, for women. Yeah. Being sex positive. Totally. And I'm sure, again, if I went back and watched the series, a lot of it, like you said, would be problematic and like the way they handle stuff would be like, oh no. But you have to applaud it for putting it out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that this movie, they're not denying that these women, Samantha turns 50 at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, I think Carrie's supposed to be 41 and the other women are supposed to be around the same age. Yeah. And it's just like, they don't, they don't do that thing that's so annoying where it's like, 41, hot flashes, wrinkles, oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Where you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, we got it. But it also doesn't ignore the fact that they are older right. and, and things are different. And I just think that's really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it like it stands alone as a movie thematically mm-hmm. about these like older, not older because they're not older, but I mean, older than they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. They, it's like they know that these women are not the same as they were when the show ended. Exactly. And grappling with that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I The other thing that I really love, we were talking about the fashion. There's a scene. So the wedding dress, uh, Carrie has this wedding dress and this, it's it's very Carrie. It's like couture wedding dress. And the bird on her head. She, Yes. And so she has this thing on her head, on the side of her head at her wedding. She looks incredible. And then the wedding falls apart and they're in Mexico and she's like talking, finally able to talk about it and bitching about big. And she goes, I put a bird on my head. And Miranda goes, it was a bird. I thought it was feathers. She goes, no, it was a bird. And I, the thing that I love about that is that it feels so much like, they're acknowledging how ridiculous that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but also they're not like making fun of it. Yeah. But it's just that thing, that thing where it's like, we get it. She, Carrie knows, Carrie knows that that yeah. was over the top. Yeah. It didn't, didn't wasn't going to stop her from wearing it. Doesn't right. stop her from loving it. Right. But she knows. And I just love that. I think it's beautiful. Right. <laughs> well, and I think the thing, like watching it for me where I was like, Having like the scene where so Carrie has to sell her apartment because she and Big are gonna get an apartment. This is before he stands her up at the altar, mm-hmm. which I will never forgive him for. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't. They, spoiler Whoa. alert: they end up together. I don't think she should have forgiven him. Mm. Anyway, and I know the whole movie's about forgiveness and like Steve and Miranda and all whatever. Blah blah blah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I. But the fact that I care, I was like, oh, this is a good yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so she has to sell her apartment, and they have this whole sequence where she, the, the girls come over. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's like four times where Samantha shows up, because I guess at the end of the series, she moved to L.A. Yeah. And there's like four different times where she shows up, and they're like, you're back ah! in New York? And I'm like, you get one of those. I know. <laughs> I, I see what, I, I agree that it was like, okay, every time she shows up, I think for me, that's more about the fact that I just don't like Samantha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, like, I guess yeah. you're excited. But it's also beautiful, like. Well, it's nice, I'm just, but it's right. just like. like, can like, you imagine if every time we came back from L.A. back then, when we lived in L.A. and came back to Pennsylvania, if every time we did that, our friends were like, oh, my God! Yeah. Like, we'd still be friends with those people. <laughs> yeah, right. <exactly. laughs> um, so the, uh, so she has to sell her apartment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the girls get together to like throw out outfits mm-hmm. uh, from her closet and like clean her closet and figure out what they're keeping or whatever. And it's just this like, I was like, oh, if I liked Sex in the City a lot, this would be like the best thing ever. Because it was just them all trying on outfits. Yeah. Our friends are hanging out. They're yeah. having champagne. It's outfits. They're iconic outfits from the show, a bunch of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it just felt like such a nice... Like, oh, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, such a, like, the our friends who we like are hanging out and they're laughing and there's music playing and they're mm-hmm. having champagne. Yeah. And, like, I just, like, it's I, it was, like, one of those things where I was like, this isn't for me, but, like, I'm glad. It's so nice. Yeah, it's so yeah. nice. And I'm, like, happy for the people who this is for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I love, love, love about this movie is that it has, it, like you said, it's funny, it's lighthearted, it's, it's you know, got that feel-good stuff in it. It also is, like, devastating. Right. Well, there that are, scene. There are three scenes that I'm just, like, in tears yeah. every time. One is in the street when Big says he can't come in. And they they cross paths, and she is slamming him with her bouquet. Right, you who humiliated me. The the part where he stands her up at the wedding. Yeah, yes, and she like she's screaming at him, and then turns around and just hugs Charlotte. Right, and Kristen Davis is incredible. Yes, she's so good, and because he starts towards her, and she goes no. Yeah, and they like take her to the car, and then there's this very like funny. She like because she's wearing this crazy mermaid style dress where it's like very tight to about the shin and then it flares out. So you have to kind of like waddle in that. And she's like waddling to her side and glaring. And it's just, she's brilliant, brilliant in that. So there's that scene, the scene where Steve tells Miranda that he's cheated on her. Mm -hmm. It just, he, I mean, they're both really, really great. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, um, Oh, I can't remember her name. Miranda. Cynthia Nixon. Oh my God. That's terrible. Cynthia Nixon is amazing. Yeah. Um, is always amazing. But he, the guy who plays Steve, yeah. is that scene is so good. He because she's talking and you cut to him and he looks like he's about to throw up everywhere. Right. And just it's so good. It's so good and so heartbreaking. Save your third thing. Okay. Because I have thoughts on this. Oh, let's talk about it. Because I'm very invested in Miranda and Steve. You are. And I liked their plot line a lot. But he says, so they, so, okay. I'll try to keep this brief. Yeah. So they're having sex. She's, she's like, you know, busy, 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 lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Right. That's her character. That's her she's character. A, she's a and working he's lady. he's like fun. Guy. Hey, I love you though. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's me, Steve, or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh. And, uh, you know, I, I get a heart of gold or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're having sex and she clearly is, like, having a nice time but is like, can we wrap this up? Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he takes offense. Yes. Then the next time we see them together, mm-hmm. he has cheated on her. Mm-hmm. And he sa- he admits it to her, says, I had sex with someone else. Yeah. And this causes the rift between them for the rest of the movie. Yes. Which then, very smartly, in a screenwriting way, like, very well-constructed, like, you know, causes this problem with big and... Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no time spent, and it really, like, like bumped me. Uh-huh. There's no follow-up questions on who he slept with or what the circumstances were. Yeah. Like, did he sleep with someone before they had that sex that 
that they were having yeah. or after. Not that it mat it doesn't matter to me, but it's mm-hmm. like it was just such a strange thing that there were there was no like introduction of who that other woman is yeah and no zero questions about it like even if it was just like was it like diane from work or whatever (laughs) like i knew it was you know and he was like okay i have answers for you well hold hold on so okay so my so i'm like are is this like like did he make this up like oh no, <laughs> like no. to like save their marriage? No. Okay. Anyway, no way. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No way. Two reasons why there's no follow up. One is because this movie and the show is not about the men yeah. in the show. It is about the women. Right. So it so it's about Miranda in right. that scene. As good a job as he's doing, he's the one who did the thing. It's not about him. Right. It's about her. Right. Two, it doesn't matter who he slept with. And they make that very clear. And that's in line with the kind of sex positivity of the show. It doesn't matter. The thing that Miranda is upset about is him lying to her. She's not upset that he slept with someone else. She doesn't give a fuck who he slept with. She's upset that he lied to her, that he kept the secret, that he didn't talk to her about it, didn't try to work it out. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. I feel like the fact that we're talking about this, (laughs) we've are like, we're too, we're, we're in deep on sex in the city. The movie. But like, isn't that, isn't that kind of beautiful? Now listen, that's possibly an accident. Maybe there's a whole fucking scene that they cut out at the end where you meet this girl that he slept with. I don't need but to meet the girl. I, I think yeah. it, I think it works so beautifully, both with this movie, this, this story is not about the men. It's about the women. And also it's not about the fact that he slept with somebody else. It's about the fact that he lied to her. And I that's think- what they focus on is the lie. I think that's that's true and good and 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 nice. True and good and nice. <laughs> true and good and nice. I it it baffles the mind that there would that you would not in in a real human interaction say like who 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 did you sleep what what where when what you know what I mean yeah but it's also a but thing. and then you and then the movie never needs to like get into it I mean there's clearly no room in this movie for. Some plot line about the other woman and all right. that stuff. I don't want more. I don't want more <laughs> of this. Right. I, I liked it, but I don't need it to be three hours. Yeah. Um. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's I like. Uh, I think because and you know it's also funny because I re- it really like I was like oh I see where this plot line's going and then it was like I cheated on you and I was like what <laughs> what did he do <laughs> like because I thought it was gonna be about her having to like rediscover whatever you know what yeah I mean? and and her having to like oh you know you've seen that a million times a businesswoman businessman has to like make time for their family and like yeah find out what's important what's really important um and then it was like oh i cheated on you i was like huh <laughs> um which is cool i mean that's good like that's you know i liked that part of it but yeah. I, i'm i'm just getting hung up on that very minor detail. sorry sorry <laughs> um the third devastating yes, scene. Yes, thank you for, for me, bringing us back. For me. And again, this is another one of those things where it's like, if I even think about it, I'm going to start sobbing. So it's New Year's Eve. 
the four girls are not together. Charlotte's pregnant, so she's just home with her husband and her her adopted daughter. Um, Samantha's in L.A. And Miranda, at this point, is separated from Steve. And their son, Brady, is with Steve. So Miranda's by herself. And Carrie's heartbroken and jilted and upset. So she, so they're, they're all separate. Carrie goes to bed and the phone rings and it's Miranda calling her. And she just goes, I thought the whole point of having a family on New Year's Eve is that you wouldn't be alone on New Year's Eve eating Chinese food. And here I am alone eating Chinese food. And Carrie's like, oh, I was asleep. And Miranda's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, don't get up. Don't wake up. Go back to sleep. I'm so sorry. You know, whatever. And Carrie's like, are you sure I could come over? And Miranda's like, on New Year's Eve, like, you'll never get here. It's New York on New Year's Eve. You'll never get here. And Miranda's like, no, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm so sorry for waking you up. Go back to sleep. Hangs up the phone. And then to this fucking beautiful rendition of Auld Lang Syne, Carrie goes to Miranda's apartment. And they just (laughs) hang out. It's just and friendship. And they just hang, hang out, and it's so beautiful. It's just friendship. And I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so perfect and beautiful, and I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie, it has everything. It does have everything, because it's very long. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not anything that's not in it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think, like, I, I enjoyed it. That's all. Um, oh, one thing we do have to talk about very quickly, because I don't want to dwell on it. There's a whole plot line where Samantha is desperately trying not to sleep with her sexy neighbor. And so she's just like eating a lot of food. And then one of the times where she shows up and the girls are very excited to see her, she's wearing a shirt and she's got some like skin hanging over the top of her pants. And like... The girls are all staring at it and not saying anything, but kind of like, oh, oh, my God. And then the sassy gay character comes out and is like, what's up with the gut? And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's so insane, one, that this actress has put on, that her weight has changed at all during this film. It didn't at all. It didn't at all, yeah. And then they're like, Later, she's eating and talking to them. She's like, I eat so I won't cheat. And it's like, oh, God. Um, And then (laughs) Carrie has this line where she says, it's not about the weight. You'd be gorgeous at any size. And I was just like, good recovery, guys. Good job. Well done. And it's just like this insane. Right. It's this insane thing where, like, they try to talk about how, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what point they're trying to make. But it's just. Crazy. They're doing the thing that I think we've encountered mm-hmm. where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not like fat shaming or anything, but like when people are sad, they eat a lot. Right. And so it's like, you can still show people being, I mean, I think we've, we noticed that a lot in movies where it's like, oh, we're, we need to show that this character is depressed yeah. or this character is struggling. Mm-hmm. And one funny way to do that is have them just like eat a lot of food right. and like, oh, ice cream or whatever. Like, and I get it, Mm -hmm. like, sure, but... Right, it's not untrue. Like, plenty of people emotionally eat. Right, but it's such a... It's the way that it's handled. Right, and And it's it's just... It's also, like, an easy, like, kind of hack thing. Yeah, and it just, like, I don't know. And it feeds into this this body shit. Yeah, and it's just, like, a very weird... Like, on the scale of, like, problematic fat phobia, et cetera, et cetera, 
it's like fairly low or somewhere in the middle, right. but it is just like really y'all. Right. Cause in general, you've got four women, you've got four women kicking ass. You've got four women who have different lives. You've got right. some of them with kids, some of them who don't have kids and don't want kids. Some of them who are not married and don't want to be married. And it's just like this gorgeous, empowering thing. And then you got that one little Debbie Downer. Right. Exactly. Um, the bummer. They uh, decided to add some black people to the movie. So, like, well done. Right. Good job. You found some black people in New York. Right. Um, well, briefly in New York. She moved back to St. Louis. back at the to end. St. Louis. Um, but, yeah, you know, as I said, I fucking love this movie. It is perfection. I love it. Yeah. And I'm glad you liked it, too. Because <laughs> I was excited. I was like... It, it, how you felt about it was exactly how I expected you to feel about it. It was not your thing necessarily, but there was stuff that you really liked and you could see the stuff that wasn't for you. You could see how it was, had value yeah, for I someone was like, else. I, yeah. was, I was totally like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that it make it seem like it was just some like academic exercise watching it. Like I got yeah. it. I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time Which watching. one do you think you are? Are you a Carrie? Are you a Samantha? Are you a Charlotte or a Miranda? I don't know. I think you're a Steve, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll take it. Which I, one do you think you are? Which one do you think I am? I think you're a Carrie. You think I'm a Carrie? Yeah. I think I desperately want to be a Carrie. I fear that I'm more of a combination of a Carrie and a Charlotte. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, some Charlotte tendencies, but yeah, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, also uh, he doesn't. Uh, Mr. Big doesn't deserve her anyway. But he's they that they're Endgame man. They're yeah, endgame. they're not. He leaves her at the altar. But he leaves her at the altar because. The wedding turned... He got overwhelmed. The wedding turned into. Well, this use thing. your words. Yes, yes. Use your words. Like, yes. not, like you, you, like, it's like, yeah, he was unhappy with how the wedding turned out and how big it had gotten, but like, oh, big. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like the, the, it's unforgivable, unforgivable. You think so? I think so. Okay. Way more. I, I was with Carrie. I was like, this is way more unforgivable than what Steve did. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that too. Yeah. But I also think that like. But again, depending on the circumstance of what Steve did, did he have sex with Miranda's sister? Like, no. did, we, did he? Like, we don't know. Not a, not a single. Anyway, uh, is it available? It's on HBO Max. Oh, hey, Along there you with go. The entire series and Sex in the City too. Oof. Do we own that on disc? No. Thank God. Which we'll, I think we'll discuss in a moment here. Ugh. I feel like. I like the girl with the dragon tattoo mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd love to watch it in HD because the I girl do with like the yeah I do like the cinematography. Mm-hmm. The disc doesn't have much to much going for it. No. Whereas Sex in the City, mm-hmm. we have the entire series on DVD. Yeah. Plus this movie on DVD. Yeah. In a deluxe two disc set or whatever. Mm-hmm. It looked good. It did look good. Now the only thing going against that for me. It's completest tendencies. We don't we have don't Sex in the City sex. 2, which apparently it's sucks, right? It's so bad. I, I don't even really remember it that well, but it's just like, 
It's bad. Isn't it like racist? I think so, but I don't quite remember how. I think it's more like elitist, but the whole fucking series is elitist. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I would like to pretend that it doesn't exist. I think it's okay if we say that Sex and the City 2 doesn't exist. We also don't own the Carrie Diaries on DVD, so. No way. Um... Yeah, yeah. I I I think I agree with that. I also cuz I also just feel like um like I like, like you said I would I would prefer to watch Dragon Tattoo in a crisper form. Yeah. Um and I am more of the two I'm more likely to reach for Sex and the City than I am for Girls Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. If only because of those uh rape scenes. Yep. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, it's multiple. Yeah. Oof. Oof, 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 oof. It's not... Okay, we, we talked yeah, about it already. we talked about it. We talked about it already. Okay. I'm not gonna... <laughs> so I guess we're getting rid of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, which, again, is a, a little surprising to yeah. me, but love it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, girl. And uh, we, I'm sure, we'll see you again at some point, but just not via a disc. All right. Great. Um, so as we said last week, we're going to skip a week there will not be a new podcast uh, next week, but the following week, there will be a new one. We're taking a little breaky break at the beginning of uh, 2021, you know, stepping cautiously into the new year uh, <laughs> and uh, just trying not to jostle anything too hard and, and hope hoping that it, it all turns out okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, people who have um, podcasts about movies are in group 1A for the vaccine. Yes! So we're the most important people Hell on the planet. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, so that's good for us. Way to go us. We started it in the nick of time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, you're listening to this on uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, happy New Year's Eve to you. Happy New Year's Eve. And uh, enjoy it. You've enjoy it. it. We should pick... We should pick, though. Yeah. Right? For the next... Yeah, yeah. we have to, because otherwise we'll have nothing to watch. Great. I got it. I get the format of the show. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, Time but- is linear. <laughs> um, We're going back to the original... Right. These are not necessarily Christmas movies. Ridiculousness. Just all the movies that we have, you guys. So, you're so what it? Yeah. So it's <laughs> 1,326. 1,326. Wow. Great. <laughs> All right, let's pick this next matchup. Matchup. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-six. A random number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-six is two hundred eighty-four. Two hundred eighty-four. <laughs> From nineteen ninety-four, Karina. Karina. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> She's so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my god. That movie has one of my favorite scenes of all time in it. Great. I love it. Karina, Karina. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,326. A random number between 1 and 1,326 is 23. 23. 23. Oh, it's uh, from 1957. A movie called A Face in the Crowd, starring Andy Griffith. A Face in the Crowd. Okay. Have not seen it. Is that one I should have seen? It's uh, it's a classic. It's really crazy <laughs> and good. All right. Karina, Karina, and A, a Face, Face in, in the, the Crowd. crowd. <laughs> the two classic 
January movies <laughs> that everyone knows and celebrates January with. Love it. Love it. Love it. Cool. That's fun. That's a weird... Those are just two weird, interesting movies. That yeah. I like, so yeah. 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 Wait, have you seen Karina Karina? Many times. Oh. I mean, I saw it like when I was a kid and then I know that you love it and we watched it a bunch. Okay. So when we were like first getting together and I'm uh. trying to impress you. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It worked. Did it? I mean, here we are. <laughs> It worked well enough. Still trying. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We are DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta and the Twitter and the Gmail and the World Wide Web. Um, We hope you've had a wonderful holiday season and a happy, happy new year. And, And fingers crossed for 2021, guys. You know, yeah. we'll just, like I said, we'll just go in real quiet-like and hope for the best. That's right. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. It's going it, to... <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be... It's, it's going it's it's to hopefully be just fine. Yep. Um, okay. We will be back with a brand new episode on the 14th of January. Yep. So come back then. All right. And see who survives. DVD, DVD Deathmatch. They just keep getting longer and longer. We're at 135. Oh, Lord. (laughs) It's 10 o'clock.